Hey y'all, so welcome to Sparkle Shine. Everything is fine. I'm excited to finish this series within a season and I'm excited for Christmas too. It seems like it's just kind of, I don't know, it feels like it's been a long time, <laughs> you know, to get to this Christmas. It has felt like ages almost, but I believe that's just because there's been a lot of growth and things going on beyond what we can see that is about to really spring up. And uh, I, I'm really excited. <laughs> I know I say that every episode, but I am. And this one especially because, you know, this season is really special to me. Because it's been a season where God has really not just broken down things for me, but he's broken down things in me that really just keep me from being who he's called me to be. And that... A lot of the things you think matter, you think you need to have to be seen or heard or, you know, all this stuff, you really don't because all that matters is that God hears you and he sees you. You matter to him. You're valuable to him. And even if no one ever saw that, it can't take away that he has and he will continue to forever. You are a prized possession to him. You are a treasure. You're better than a jewel to him. Like you're more valuable than anything to him. Jesus didn't die for gold. (laughs) He didn't die for all the jewels in the world. He died for you. That's your value. That's your worth. And no one can take it away from you. No one. The lack of things you think you need to have in this world that bring you value, that doesn't matter. Jesus already established your value. No one can take that away from you. And I think this really comes into what I want to talk about today. But first, I definitely want to get into a little bit about you because I think this applies in this area too. The verse I have is in Isaiah fifty four seventeen. And it says, but in that coming day, no weapon turned against you will succeed. You will silence every voice raised up to accuse you. These benefits are enjoyed by the servants of the Lord. Their vindication will come from me. I, the Lord, have spoken. I have always loved this verse. And I, I think I love it even more because I have some things I want vindicated for sure. And I think it just kind of plays into... The part where there are things you can't always control, but God can. (laughs) Like we talked about, I think in the last episode about how God is so sovereign. Jesus is sovereign because not only did he have, not only is he going to have the last word in all this, like eventually one day every knee is going to bow, every tongue is going to confess that Jesus is Lord. You might as well do it now. Well, there's, you know, there's good things that will happen for you, <laughs> you know, like you might as well do it now. But he doesn't just have the last word. He had the first word. Jesus is the word. And it was before any of this was ever made, before the world was made. The word was with God and the word was God in the beginning. So (laughs) that's the one that's going to vindicate you. That's the one that, you know, you kind of sometimes want to vindicate yourself. You want to make it right. You want to correct it. But why not let the one who is, who doesn't just see the next few minutes of your life that, you know, you think to vindicate yourself, 
you you think you got it planned so well. You got it days ahead, minutes ahead about what you're going to say, the comeback or whatever. God has an eternal, <laughs> an eternal comeback, an eternal vindication for you. Not just a day, not just a, not just even if you were the most clever and you planned it out a whole year. He has eternal vindication for you. Let that sink in for a minute because that's pretty amazing. And then the other part of this verse that I think will help you a lot in something that God just showed me is it says no weapon turned against you will succeed. And I think other versions, it says no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And if you look at prosper, you know, prosperity, prospering, it means you have everything you need to do whatever you want to do. You have everything you need to do everything you want to do. But it says no weapon formed against you will prosper. Well, who's forming the weapon? your enemy. Woo, there you go. (laughs) Exposure. Okay, think about that. He doesn't have what he needs to, to destroy you. He wants to, but he doesn't have what he needs to form that weapon completely, to completely destroy you. And I, you know, you can look and see, yeah, that's true, because He doesn't have authority anymore. Once you're saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, you don't have a record. He tries to use records. He tries to use sin. He tries to use your past. But once Jesus comes in, that's erased. It's washed by the blood. Like, you don't, there's nothing to see. It's like, move it along. There's nothing to see here. God has completely forgotten about it. If you are faithful to repent about it, he is faithful to forgive you. And it'll just be, whew, it's like it never even happened. Like, that's, that's the level of, like, it's just completely erased. It says, your sins will be removed from you as far as from the east as from the west. Nobody even know where that goes. That's the whole point. Like, it's just gone. Like, God made up his mind about it. He said, no, I'm not going to remember it. I'm going to choose to forget it. And so, what I'm trying to say is, the enemy wants to use your sin. He wants to use, you know, if you're not saved, he wants to use your past. He wants to use, you know, people that came before you, their past, to completely destroy you. Like, he's not messing around. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy you. That's his purpose. That's like, that's the plan. That's his plan every day. But when you have Jesus, he doesn't have what he needs to form that weapon against you. He doesn't have the material. He doesn't have that sin anymore. He doesn't have that record of wrongs. And he doesn't have it anymore to build that weapon. He wants to form against you. He doesn't have the legality. He doesn't have the authority. He doesn't have the rights. And he doesn't have the materials to do it. You know, there might be something that pops up, you know, you sin. But even at that, if you repent, it's forgiven. There's nothing there anymore. So when you go about your life and it feels like the enemy is like, it's like, ooh, it's like an attack. Remember that he, he doesn't have what he needs to build what he wants to build against you. And even if it's formed, you know, formed isn't complete. Formed isn't complete. Formed is just trying to put some pieces together, kind of get it. Like, no, even in that process, God says, no. <laughs> no, I have a better weapon. I have the sword of the spirit of truth. 
I have this, I have a whole armory (laughs) and it's the armor of God and God has never lost a battle. (laughs) And I know I will never lose a battle because I'm wearing his armor. So as you go about your day, as you go about your life, just something for a little bit about you, it's gotten real deep real quick, is the enemy doesn't have what he needs to completely take you out. If you have Jesus, and I would look more into that because that is something that could really just set you over every problem you have is that he doesn't have what he needs or wants to to steal from you, to kill you, to destroy you. He doesn't got it. Like, he, he just, he doesn't. <laughs> nope. And also, when you're going through different circumstances where it feels like he does have it, <laughs> uh, just know that God is your vindicator. And he's merciful and he's kind. But let's not forget, he is also the judge. Like, (laughs) he has a system of how he deals with the enemy. He has a way to deal with the enemy. He's already defeated him. And all these things going on around you, it has not escaped God's eyes (laughs) or his ears. And he knows how to bring true justice to your life and to your season and to your circumstances and into your future. Don't settle for what you can do. Come up higher. Come up higher and see what God is getting ready to do for you, getting ready to do in your life in vindicating you. Let Him have the final say because that will really truly be true vindication because he knows everything there are some things you don't even know about that you need vindication for but he's going to bring vindication to it there's some things you've just kind of you know just kind of like oh well yeah that happened but you just you move on you know if you're (laughs) if you're in texas you know you're like it's just you know toughen up just tough it out well i believe god has vindication for those areas too so that is a little bit about you. That is like, woo, that's a lot. I'm like, I'm receiving from that right now. But uh, let's go, let's go into prayer. Like, woo, okay, thank you, Jesus. All right, Father, thank you for today. Thank you that you are a true vindicator, and I think you're up to something right now. I think you're up to a lot of vindication, you know, just from different people I've heard and listened to, and pastors and prophets. Like, I think this is. It's about time for some vindication in Jesus' name. And uh, I just thank you, God, that according to Psalms 119.18, you are going to open our eyes to see the wonderful truths in your instructions and the words you've given me to speak today, that you will open our eyes and give us eyes to see and open our ears and give us ears to hear about what you want to speak into our season specifically And, you know, corporately, but in our season specifically of what you want to do for us, what you want to vindicate, what you want to bring justice to, what you want to bring light to. In Jesus' name, fill us with your grace, fill us with your love, and just surround us with your truth, protect us 
from anything that would try to come against us. Deliver, in the words of Jesus, deliver us from the evil one today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow, I was not expecting it to turn like that, but I'm glad it did. We're in for a good one today. So, we are at the letter U in Jesus. I think it's so fun that you can't spell Jesus without you. I think that's so fun. You can't spell Jesus without you. I know it's a little cheesy, but I kind of like it. <laughs> but, um, so we're continuing in. I, I've always done this as a little kid with different words, like, you know, Christmas, Christmas, C for Jesus, for Christ, <laughs> C for Jesus, C for Christ, and Thanksgiving, and I've done that plenty of times. I've never really done it for the word, the name Jesus, and I thought, well, that'd be kind of cool. It'd be a way to finish it up and kind of give you something to um, celebrate and maybe start your own deal, but we are at the letter U today. And the words I picked for today were unafraid, unashamed, and undefeated. And these are words that, again, like they're, they're kind of describing who Jesus is to me. And when I think of him, I think of these things. And so unafraid, I didn't really expect to um, go this route with this word. But I was led to Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, and this has been a verse I've heard, I feel like, since I've come out of the womb. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. This has just been my family's verse for a long time. And it's, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. And I just, I really love this one. I've Again, I've read this verse probably a million times. <laughs> I've heard it probably a million times. I mean, I have it, literally have it on my wall <laughs> in my house. But I've never really read it this way in kind of relating it to unafraid is God isn't afraid of where you are right now in your life. Like the the title of this chapter is a letter to the exiles. This wasn't given in their like best moment. This is given in probably one of their darkest moments as a nation. In exile, you're like forced to leave. They were forced to leave the place God had for them because, you know, they weren't they got so caught up on the place, they forgot about God. They got caught up <laughs> on the promise so much that they forgot about the one who gave them the promise. And they're in the middle of leaving this place. And God meets them where they're at. I mean, this is just, it shows the kindness and the grace of God. That wherever you are, he's not afraid to get in there. He's not afraid to step into your circumstances. And if you look a little bit closer, you'll probably see he's already there. He's not afraid of the season of your life you're in. He's not afraid of your mistakes. He's not afraid of your past. And like I said, with Jesus, pretty soon you won't e like it won't even matter anymore because he came so that you wouldn't have to be known for what you did. You could be known for what he did for you. That's the whole point. And so I loved this because 
God isn't afraid of anything, but especially he is not afraid of your circumstances. He's not afraid of where you're at. (laughs) He's not even afraid of the enemy. He kicks Satan out of heaven. You don't just kick someone out if you're afraid of them. You, You have to be just like, yeah, I know who I am and I'm not messing around. Bye. <laughs> like that's that's how he settled that. And he wasn't afraid to use man. He wasn't afraid to keep man alive. He wasn't afraid like, oh, they're just going to continue to do. You know what? He stuck it out. He stuck it out. And he if you looked at all the people that came, all the generations, the people in those generations for Jesus to come out of, all those people were not perfect. (laughs) Like, some of them, it's like, how did that even happen? God isn't afraid. He's not afraid to use unlikely people. He's not afraid to use unlikely circumstances or unlikely uh, events. He's not afraid. Like, come on. He made the world. You don't think he can make something beautiful out of something crazy? I mean, look at the world. It was like dark, I mean, void. I mean, it was just chaotic. It was just, it was a pretty bad situation. But God said, no, this is, this is perfect. All right, I'll use it. (laughs) Like, okay. (laughs) And I feel like that's the same thing he'd say to you is it doesn't matter how crazy your life is. He's not afraid. He can do anything he wants to do. You can partner with him, but ultimately, God is God can do anything he wants to do. He is sovereign and he is unafraid. He's not afraid to go past what you think he can do. He's not afraid to shatter your religion. He's not afraid to go beyond what you thought you could even have for yourself. He's not afraid to step in and be whoever you need him to be for you. He's not afraid. He is unafraid. There is no fear in him. None. You're never going to find it in him. None. (laughs) God has never given a spirit. It says, I do not give you a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, love, and a sound mind. God can only give who he is. He gives you love because he is love. He gives you goodness because he is good. So he gives you faith because he is faithful. It doesn't say he gives you fear because he, cause if he gave you fear, that means he'd be fearful. But he's not fearful. He's faithful. He's fearless. He's bold. He's God. He's Jesus. There's nothing that phases him. He's unafraid. The next word I have is unashamed. And I think in our society, there are a lot of times that, you know, shame is trying to be thrown. You know, shame or shade, (laughs) about the same thing. Shame just trying to be thrown. But here's what God says. In Psalm 610, it says, May all my enemies be disgraced and terrified. May they suddenly turn back in shame. Notice he's not, like, the person writing this wasn't like, I turn in shame. No, God is so good. He, like, your enemies 
will be ashamed that they even mess with you. The enemy will be ashamed that he even messed with you. And that is in Joel 2.27 as well. And this is the King James Version. So get ready for some ease. And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, that I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. God knows, like, you know, if you believe a certain thing, sometimes people, like, they almost make you feel, like, ashamed. (laughs) But that ain't gonna last long. Because when people see what God does for you, when people see God fulfill what he said he would do, the tables will be turned. (laughs) And that's not to throw shade or shame on anyone, But ultimately, I think that falls in with the vindication part of this episode, that God is your vindicator, and he knows what you've had to endure. He knows what you've had to kind of been, you know, David. I mean, (laughs) there are all kinds of people talking stuff about him. There are all kinds of things trying to come at him, you know, but he ended up seeing and seeing this promise, probably in a time where he probably was getting shame thrown on him, that... Uh-uh, That's, this isn't gonna how it's going to work. It might be feeling like shame is coming on me, but I know how this ends. It is not on me. It's on my enemies because I am loved by God. This is my father. Fathers don't let their kids be like, no, that ain't going to happen in this house. <laughs> I feel like that's God. Like, it ain't going to happen in this house. Your life is not going to end in shame. Nope. The season you're in, it's not going to end in shame. I will come through for you. I will be everything I said I will be to you. Like, that's just, no. I ain't, no. We ain't, no. That's not the standard. (laughs) Here comes my new standard for you. And the next word is undefeated. To me, I thought of victory. and But I kind of felt like, oh, I don't know. Like, let's go another route. That seemed to be the theme of all these verses. It's like another just way to look at them and look at these words that you don't usually get. But undefeated, the verses I found is, one of them is in Psalms 89, 22. And it says, his enemies will not defeat him, nor will the wicked overpower him. And that's God talking about David. He said, no one's going to defeat him. No one's going to overpower him. No, I'm not going to let that happen. And again, God can only do that because he knows no defeat. He he knows no defeat. He's like, it's never, it's never going to happen. Even when at the beginning, (laughs) the enemy tried to come against God and what he wanted to do. God was like, are you serious right now? No, like it didn't, it wasn't even like, it didn't even turn into this huge deal. God just said, bye, <laughs> like, you're not in heaven anymore, goodbye, <laughs> like, I mean, you can only do that, again, kind of going back to the other episode, if you're sovereign, if you're like, uh, like that verse, I am God and there is no one like me, <laughs> you know, and I love this because no one's ever going to defeat God, like, people can scheme and the enemy can scheme and, you know, I mean, it's not, you know, it's, we face principalities, things unseen that are trying to really bring about all this craziness and chaos. And we not we may not always be able to see them, but God sees them. He sees their plans. He sees their schemes. He sees all they're trying to plot. 
And I think it's in Psalms 2. It says, he who sits in heaven laughs. Hold on. Let me look that up. He, okay. I know it'll be really quick. I have my Bible right in front of me, which you mean you don't have anywhere to go. I mean, you're listening to this, so it's okay. You can hear my Bible flipping. Ooh, look at that. Well, not look, listen. Okay. Psalms 2. Why are the nations so angry? Why do they waste their time with their futile plans? The kings of the earth prepare for battle. The rulers plot together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Let us break their chains, they cry, and free ourselves from slavery to God. But the one who rules in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Then in anger, he rebukes them, terrifying them with his fierce fury. For the Lord declares, I have placed my chosen king on the throne in Jerusalem on my holy mountain. He laughs. <laughs> like he is so victorious when someone thinks they're going to beat him. It's almost like joke material because it's like, oh really? Oh really? You think you can defeat me when I hold your breath in my hand? Huh? I don't know how that's going to work, but you know what? Let's see. Let's just see how that works out for you. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, really? Okay, okay, Satan. Okay, you're going to try to take something I made, and I made you, and I've already seen this happen. I already knew what was in you. I already knew all this. Uh, okay, you're going to try to, okay, defeat, okay. Uh, no, bye. <laughs> and then he said, if that's not, I mean, this is like just icing on the cake. He says, Oh, you're going to try to mess with me through my creation. Oh, guess what? My creation is going to crush your head. Yeah, my son's going to go back <laughs> to where the place that was meant for you. And he's going to take back and strip all the authority you stole. It's going to be taken back. You're no longer going to have keys to death, hell, and the grave. That's going to belong to my son. And the rightful authority of all heaven and all earth will belong to him. And then he's going to give it to people that believe in him, my creation, my chosen ones. And yeah, they're going to rule and they're going to take dominion. And they're going to make heaven come to earth. Yeah. How's that for defeat? No, that ain't gonna happen. Like, not in this house. No, <laughs> not today. Even, I mean, this is, it's just almost, I mean, it's laughable to think that the enemy will ever win, to think that your circumstances or all this stuff is ever gonna win. You were made to win not the enemy. <laughs> like you're like God and God is never lost. So you're like God. And that means you aren't made to lose either. You are made to be victorious. You are made to be conquerors. You are made to be champions. Because that's, I mean, that's who you reflect. And then the next verse I really liked <laughs> for undefeated is Jeremiah twenty eleven. 20, 11. That's kind of crazy to say together. But it says, But the Lord stands beside me like a great warrior. Before him my persecutors will stumble. They cannot defeat me. They will fall and be thoroughly humiliated. Their dishonor will be never will never be forgotten. No one's gonna defeat you. And it's not because you're perfect. It's not because you're this. It's not because you're that. It's because you're a child of the most high God. 
and <laughs> your father has something to say to all the circumstances, all the things trying to come against you. And it's not going to end in your defeat. It's going to end in your victory. And so that those are the words <laughs> that I have picked. And I feel like Isaiah 54, 4 sums it up perfectly for you, for us to end on today. Because I felt like a lot of just fire came out of here. So just take some points down. <laughs> Maybe listen to it again. I know I will. But in Isaiah 54, 4, it says, Fear not. You will no longer live in shame. Don't be afraid. There is no more disgrace for you. You will no longer remember the shame of your youth. Or the sorrows of your widowhood. You are not going to remember your past. Nor is it going to be used against you any longer. No more. Oh, I did this wrong. I, I regret this. I, I messed up. I, I messed up today. I, did Jesus ever mess up? No. That's what everything is based on. Not what you've done, but what Jesus already did. And you're like, well, how do I walk that out? Just walk with Jesus. You know, it's not, it's not necessarily about you anymore. About all these faults and all this stuff. That shouldn't be the focus anymore. Because according to God and what he says, it's forgotten. And if you're feeling guilt right now, I just want to tell you, a verse that always brings comfort to me. I can't remember which verse it is. You'll have to look it up. But it says, God is greater than my guilt. He's greater than my feelings of guilt. I know when I saw that verse, it literally set me free. And if you're feeling guilty right now about maybe some things that you've done or maybe um, things you wish you would have done, you know, maybe you wish you would have done something a little bit different. You know, you feel like, you just keep messing up. You know, guilt, it, it'll bring so much on you. It brings shame. It brings insecurity. And then insecurity brings pride. I know that doesn't even make sense, but it does. Because then you start to rely on what you've done. On your, on who you are, who you think you are based off of your achievements or talent or gifts and all those things are great and God uses them but your talent can only take you so far and your gifts can only take you so far and I think the reason why there might be a door open to guilt is because you haven't placed your security and your confidence in your identity and who Jesus Christ is and who he is through you because he is in you he lives in you you are the temple for holy spirit the temple of the spirit of the most high living god right now so if guilt is trying to come on you look again and see if maybe there's some areas where you haven't fully put your identity in who jesus is because that is literally going to be the road you see how Jesus is. That's what's going to give you direction on who he's calling you to be. That's what's really going to set you free. It all always, always, <laughs> always, 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 always 
will point back to Jesus. That's the whole point of what we do, of why of why really any person who <laughs> who does a podcast or preaches a sermon or gives a prophetic word, the whole point if their heart is right is to point you back to Jesus. So if you're feeling guilty today, turn to Jesus. He can help you stabilize, bring some stability to your emotions, bring bring forgiveness, bring grace, <laughs> remind you of his grace, that it's amazing. It's, it's more than you even need, and it's always going to be there. You're never going to run out of it. So I just speak favor over you, and I'm just going to go into prayer, but I just pray favor over you. I pray that the peace of Jesus Christ would wash over you right now. I just speak life into those places that have been dry, that have been broken. I speak just healing. I speak mending of pieces that have been shattered. It's felt like shattered on shattered pieces of your heart, of your life. And I just speak hope and I speak joy. I speak love and that you would just overcome all these things trying to overcome you because Jesus already did. You just have to walk in what he has for you. And I just pray it'd be so clear the path he has for you and the path he has for your healing, for your life, for your career, for your joy to come back for you to be everything he created you to be. And I just speak that over you and I speak blessings and I speak a very, very extraordinary Christmas over you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm not going to try to add more to that, but I just enjoy yourself. Let God guide you. Let his um, fruit the fruit of the spirit guides you this holiday and just fill you with whatever you need when you need it in Jesus name. So I love y'all and uh, have a Merry Christmas.